being nice to your neighbor. And uh, I think we're the closest neighbors we can get. And uh, so we've been married for about 30, close to 31 years now. And it wasn't always uh, sunshine and roses, but the uh, car. God has changed, uh, changed it to sunshine and roses. He's still changing it to even better sunshine and roses every day. So, uh, yeah, we started, gave me a new, a new set of canvases, clean canvases, about 14 years ago. And he's busy stroking a masterpiece. Amen. <laughs> and we've got uh, three um, lovely sons, uh, two adult sons, and, and then a lot, Lamike, a late one. <laughs> And we, we also learn from them, because if you have adult children, you actually learn a lot from them, um, everything you've done wrong as well. And they start telling you, mom, you must set better boundaries. Mom, you must do this. Or dad, you must do this. So it's wonderful to also see how your children uh, develop, and then you can also learn from them and how God used them. Okay, so our message um, is nothing hidden. That's also the ministry that, that we do the marriage enrichment under. But God just shows us anything that's hidden, anything that you still keep secret, still has, the enemy still has a certain uh, power over you or you agree with the enemy. So we trust in God that anything, any, it's not just sin in your heart, it's maybe just things that you're shy about or that you maybe want to honor God in and you're struggling with. So we're trusting Holy Spirit that as we, um, you're going to pray for us first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to, let us just just pray. Father God, I just want to release hope. There is no hope. I want to release the spirit of obedience to the call of God. I, uh, yeah, I just want to release the favor of the Holy Spirit on on your spirits so that you can change. Nothing is impossible for God. If he could change me, he could change you. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to, to serve you and to be your arms and legs on this planet and, and in this church today so that we can care and, and just bring your love to, uh, to everybody. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay. Um, so we're just going to think about why do we struggle such a lot with relationships? And I know there's a lot of reasons, but... Holy Spirit just highlighted some to us, and um, I think we even sang about this and, and ponder upon one of these now. The one is the lost art of listening. We really, we're so busy that we really don't stop and listen to each other. And it's not just in a marriage. I'm speaking to any, all relationships, even in, with your friends. You're just so in a hurry that you barely, you go pause someone and say, hello, how are you? Now I'm good. And then you're off again. You don't even look in their eyes. You don't even listen. Um, in James, in the Bible, it says that we must be slow to speak and quick to hear. Uh, I think, yeah, we struggle a bit more with that maybe as, as women. And then not being present, especially emotionally. We sometimes, um, as I say, that's for all relationships and even at work. We're so driven, task-driven, and we're so uh, in a hurry. We must do this and this and that. It's not wrong. We must, must have our tasks as well. But that we literally don't stop and, and feel and connect with God, who is the author of emotions. Um, and then in our marriage, it's a problem if we can't connect emotionally. And then um, we're fighting the wrong battle. We start in, in, in families where we have um, 
where we don't have good relationships, we start fighting each other. We start fighting in the natural, while the battle is in the spirit. Um, so we're going to speak a bit about that later. And then... Yeah, I just want to add what an emotional connection, especially for men. That's really something I had to work at, and I would encourage you to work at, because women are emotional beings. they totally differently wired uh, to us, and they, they really want that emotional connection with, with us, and, and then your marriage will flourish, then your, 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 your intimacy will flourish, so, and, and that's the same with, with young people as well. With this new technology, we don't, listen, we don't visually see and listen to people because we're not emotionally connected. And then what we now sang, we, we actually sometimes lost our first love, even as Christians, because we're so busy with good things even. It's not even necessary sinful things anymore. Um, in John 15, it says we must abide in love. So that abide to me is a beautiful word of really remaining, staying in God's love. And out of that overflow, we can do relationships, we can do work, we can actually excel in everything. And I don't know how to say, is it Hosea? Hosea. How do you say it in English? Hosea. 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 <laughs> it's nearly like this. Hosea. Okay. So Hosea 2 verse 15 uh, is where God actually said, he will allure his bride again. And all of us are his bride. It's not just the married people. We are his church. We are his bride. And he say that, I am your husband. So I just want to declare that over everyone today, that maybe even in a marriage and you're feeling lonely, God says, I am your husband. If we, if we love from that perception, then we're going we're gonna to rock the world. We're going to really do relationships from, that, uh, from his love. Now we're going to read Ephesians 5. I don't know if you have your Bibles. Um, you can read the whole Ephesians 5 at home, even Ephesians 4 actually um, goes together, but um, I just took out certain portions, not out of context, but just for what Holy Spirit highlighted, um, so I'm just going to read Ephesians um, 5 verse 1 and 2, and then jump to verse 8 and 10, and then I'll see from there, so it says, be imitators of God. Therefore, become imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example. As well-beloved children, imitate their father, and walk continually in love. That is, value one another, practice empathy and compassion, unselfishly seeking the best for others. Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and sacrifice to God, slain for you so that you be can become a sweet fragrance. And then verse 8, for once, in between they then speak of sexual sin, impurities, and even how we speak. We must, how we speak, the, the world listen to us. If we speak like the world, then they don't get a good report or a good, um, we don't represent God well. Um, so then it, um, it says, for once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Verse 8, Walk as children of light. Live as those who are native born to the light. This is the amplified, so it's got a bit of extra. Trying to learn, verse 10, by experience what is pleasing to the Lord. 
and letting your lifestyle be examples of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. And then verse uh, 13, but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's presence. So God doesn't want to expose us and say, you ugly child, look what you've done. It's the light of his presence that exposes us. And nothing hidden can stay in the light of his presence because that's where his love is always, his acceptance is. And then um, it says, don't get drunk of wine. That's the first part of verse 18. But ever be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, Leon, I think when they were in Sri Lanka, they were a bit drunk with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he will tell us a bit about that later. And then, interesting enough, that being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Um, in the Amplified, it's actually above uh, explaining marriages. So we must be, there's a certain way we must respect other people, um, not just in marriage, but in our workplace, in our family. Um, so that's God's example. And then I'm just going to highlight two things about um, the marriage like Christ and the church. So I say all of you are the bride. Um, God says, husbands, love your wives, seek the highest good for her, and surround her with a caring, unselfish love, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he sanctified the church, having cleansed her by the washing of word with the word of God, so that in turn he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy, set apart for God and blameless. So God used the, 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 the principle of a husband loving his wife as how he loves his church. But I love that part where it says that, that a, a husband must actually wash his wife with the word. I don't know if you wash your friends with the word. Do you do that? Do you understand that you must speak life, that you must wash each other with the truth of God's word? Yeah, I had this amazing experience about, I think it's about 12 years ago, where, <coughs> where uh, at the men's camp in, uh, in Willemorde, we, uh, and the guy was speaking about washing your, your wife's uh, feet. <laughs> so um, I came back, and... Um, I washed my wife's feet. <laughs> sure, that was probably one of the most um, intimate moments of us together and with the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, she could forgive me for the man I wasn't the first 16 years. And... Uh, and I could start over with a new canvas. But God is good. He's, he's, yeah, we, uh, from the day on, we started uh, washing each other with a word, breaking out a word together. And God is taking us from glory to glory. That's just amazing. Um, yeah, we, every day is just another masterpiece. Um, yeah, yeah, so the, 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 the main point I want to get to that is it's a spiritual battle. God, ach, the enemy wants to take away 
wants you to fight with your wife, but God says, love your wife. So, you must discern the, the, the attack of the enemy and turn it around and uh, to a blessing for your, in your wife's spirit. So every, every angle the enemy comes, you turn it around to a blessing in your wife's spirit. Later on, we'll talk about blessing your spirit and blessing your wife and each other's spirit and your kid's spirit. So nothing is impossible for God. Uh, in, if you allow the Holy Spirit and the spirit of obedience to come into your heart and cleanse you and make you, Make you the person that you're supposed to be for your wife. You are not born like that. You become that person. But that's work. That's allowing the Holy Spirit to work, allowing the Holy Spirit to change you and to take you from glory to glory. It's not a, it's not a easy road, but it's a lacquer road. <laughs> Thank you, Miska. Um, so I'm just going to... A couple of things in that Ephesians 5, um, it says, follow God's example, walk in love, and be imitators of God. Last week, almost said that we must look in the mirror, and then we must actually accept ourselves, and then we can actually do relationships better. But I don't know about you, but when we look in the mirror, mirror then you get all these thoughts, oh no, I'm too fat, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. So that's not God's voices, that's the enemy's lies. Um, so it's important that we look in his mirror. Like in the tabernacle, before they, the priests could go into the holies, they had to first do the sacrifice and then wash in that um, the copper vase buck. And that was made of mirrors of all the women in the desert. They actually had to sacrifice their mirrors so that they could make the copper wa uh, wash bin. So we must look in God's mirror and say, God, you look at yourself. How do you see me? What do you say about me? And then from that identity in him, you can go and love the world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and then uh, the thing about nothing hidden, God comes in with his light, like they say, with his presence, the light of his presence. Um, and then we go from darkness to light. That's what he's done in We'll get a battery. <laughs> and then very important, um, verse 18 is let the Holy Spirit lead um, and then be subject to one another. We can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. And then the amazing thing that God says that um, we are all his bride. Okay. So when we prepared, I was just so amazed again, um, Everywhere, it just speaks in the Bible of God being a covenant God. He's the covenant of love. He brings covenant of peace. It's always his love for us first, and then we can love others. And I think all of you know that agape word means unselfish love or unconditional love, which is difficult for us to give because we're still flesh. But I came across another uh, meaning which was so beautiful to me um, that the first part of that is a go, it means also means to lead as a shepherd leads his sheep. And then the second part means to rest. 
So that to me was so beautiful that we can just follow God, listen to his voice, but we also need to rest. We need to be in his rest to do relationships well, to do our work well, but we also need to come to that plaque of say, God, place, plaque. I'm just letting go my agenda. I'm letting go how I even think I must do relationships. I'm just going to work from a place of rest. I don't even understand my wife. I don't understand my boss. But Lord, you lead me. You will show me. I'm listening to your voice. So we can only do it with help of Holy Spirit, not, not in our flesh. And it gives all the other um, meanings as well. So it is, I don't know who of you are young enough to remember Don Francisco. A couple of mature people. <laughs> he sang a song, uh, um, love is not a feeling, it's an act of your will. And I think it's so true. So if those days that you don't feel like loving your spouse, you don't feel like loving your teenager, you just want to kill them, you don't feel like loving your mother, your mother-in-law, your boss. It was you- a lot of times he didn't feel like loving me the first 16 years. <laughs> I, sometimes he told me, go and fly, man, fat your good and go fly. I used to paraglide, and that was my, my, my addiction. So she used to say, man, fat it your good and go fly. Uh, so, because I wasn't, that was my, uh, my addiction and my, uh, um, I, I just needed to do, do it. But then God totally changed me when I allowed the Holy Spirit to, to come and change a new, and paint a new canvas. I was a different person. I sold all my stuff. And I become the, the husband, I'm becoming the husband that I needed to be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, I actually feel my scope. And the other word for love, one of the words is also philos, which you maybe also know, which is the friendship love. Um, and there, uh, John 15 verse 12 also ties well in with this man, man's theme. So my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So we can't do any loving others if we don't go to our first love, if we don't look in the mirror and say, God, who am I? Who do you say I am? And then uh, just a couple of things about listening. We sang that lovely song about as a deer pants like water. So my heart yeah, pants for you. So one of the uh, meanings of listening um, actually say it's like a deer, a clean springbokie. If you go to Kruger National Park and you, there's a lion that wants to kill a buck or a deer, then they, you can see their ears. They go like this and they sniff, they so that's how sensitive and how we must listen to Holy Spirit. We must be so in tune that the slightest change in the wind, the slightest thing, we're ready. And we can also know when it's the enemy, when it's not the, when it's the brillinalio, when it's not God speaking. Um, Joyce Meyer says that our problem sits right under our nose. Um, she's very straightforward lady. Some people don't like that, but I like that. So if we can just keep this thing in, you know, first listen with our heart and listen with your ears and listen with, with God's intent and not speak immediately. Sometimes people just want to come to you uh, and they just want you to listen. And then I'm very guilty of that. Then in my mind, I already start preparing answers because I've got such good advice because it's godly advice. It's godly counsel. But sometimes they just want to, they just want to, 
blow off steam. And I think men, because you're more practical, you immediately, if your wife say, oh, I had a terrible day, and this, and said, no, 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 but you must work harder, you must do this, and say, no, I just want you to listen, okay? Now, women uh, like to like for you to listen. <laughs> Only recently, <laughs> uh, recently discovered, well, in the uh, love of the marriage that we're presenting, that my wife actually wants me to look her in her eyes. For 30 years, I never actually looked her in the eyes. <laughs> no, when she's talking to me, and that is uh, for, for a lot of women, it's, it's, that's how they connect to you. They know that you're listening. You're not thinking about something else or tomorrow or whatever. You're engaging to listen to her. And that's very important, uh, important in any relationship to engage and to be present when somebody's talking and not thinking about something else. If you're young and you're looking for somebody, be engaged, especially with new technology. Uh, you're so engaged with this black mirror, but you can't look somebody in, in, in the eyes anymore. So, uh, so uh, yeah, it's so important. Yeah, this Bible. And even two of God's names are, uh, the one is El Roy, which means the God who sees, and the other one also ties in with this Shema, of Shema. Shema is also the God who is here, and also is God who listens. So I just want to, if there's some of you that's been praying for a long time for, for breakthrough in different things, and you just feel at this stage God is not seeing you anymore, he's not hearing anymore, I just want to break that lie because it's from the pit of hell. God can't change his character. He can't change being Elroy. He sees you. He sees how you struggle. He sees and he hears your prayers. Even if you're not praying, he still hears your, your groanings, your strugglings. Um, yes, I've said that. And then just some examples in the Bible uh, about hearing or listening. In the word, it says we must listen and comprehend. So we must not just read or listen to the scripture. We must also ask Holy Spirit, what does God say in the scripture? And then very important, our other problem apart from this one is up here, <laughs> is our thoughts. So we need to take our thoughts captive to the obedience of God. I don't know about you, but I get thoughts that's really not God-pleasing, you know. And usually it's about yourself, um, and it's breaking down God's image of who, how he sees you. So if you have a thought like, oh, my husband is just irritating today, oh, I'm so frustrated, or he's so selfish, whatever, ask God, is that, a, is, that a, is that from you, God? What is the source of this? And if it's not from God, you've got to take that tho uh, thought to the cross, because he already paid for it, but we have to walk in that um, obedience and walk into that uh, being his bride and being redeemed. Yeah, I think it's also important um, to verbalize your, your desire in truth. Speak it and let God hear it uh, verbally. Because before I, I uh, met her, I actually was so frustrated. I said, where must I find my wife for the young people? And then... Three weeks later, I, when I met her, I just knew that I knew that I knew this is, this is a woman God wants me to marry. So uh, you must verbalize it. Declare it in truth what God says over you. And then listen to the voices of the enemy. And then also speak the truth in love. A lot of times we speak the truth, but we don't have the love part with it. 
And then it, it hurts. It hurts people if we just speak the truth. But if we speak the truth with love, uh, people feel loved and you speaking the truth, then it, it goes together. Yeah, I used to grow up in a, in a, 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 a good family life. Uh, but uh, my, my dad was very critical. He was filling himself with the wrong things. Now on hindsight, they could say it with, uh, with newspapers and what's happening. That's now 30, 40 years ago. But So I had this spirit of crit, uh, criticism until my kids uh, told me one day, I said, yeah, you criticize, so negative. Mr. Negative. And then it hit me between the eyes and I started to listen to myself and took me now, about with the help of the Holy Spirit, about three years to change my th my thoughts to more positive, speaking life into my kids, speaking life into my wife. So it's very important to know and discern which spirit are you listening to. Yes, and just to make it much more interesting, I grew up in a, a verbally abusive home. Just my dad; he was a lovely person, but. He verbally abused my mum, and I had a spirit of rejection. So I didn't know. I was like, and when when Leon said something to me, then immediately I would take offence because that spirit of rejection immediately take sort of twisted his words, and then he he he's not one that speaks loudly to someone or will sort of quarrel. But I was very sensitive to any like I was actually the one who wanted to scream at him, and then he'd just say, "No, this is not going to work." So God had to heal both of us and, like you say, becoming the right partners for each other. We had to go for counseling. We had to, not because we had marriage problems, but because we had to get God to clean that things inside of us, all that things that we got from our parents and also our own stuff. So there is hope. <laughs> okay. So I'll Bring it in the light and then the yeah. enemy has got no more hold on it. That's as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, the enemy is going to tell you not to not to bring it in light, but listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, in the marriage enrichment, I don't know if you've read the book of Arthur Burke, "Blessing Your Spirit." Anyone? Okay. <laughs> so he explains that uh, because we are a body, a soul, and a spirit, God made us this way. Um, but in the world, we lead mostly from our flesh part and from our soul part, from our emotions. If you don't feel, if you're angry, you just give into it. If you don't feel that day like getting up, you can maybe just stay in bed. Not like that. But, but our spirits are malnourished. Even if we have Holy Spirit, because we nurture our bodies with maybe healthy food, we exercise, we maybe read books about positive thinking or at least read our Bible, what God says about the truth, and that helps for our soul part. But we need to be affirmed in our spirit as well by Holy Spirit. So what he then says, what Leon said earlier, that in, in a marriage, so even when you pray for someone, you can bless their spirit. But you, if you look into their eyes, it's even more, um, I can't say powerful, but it's even more effective. Because then you really speak into that person. It's not your own thing. It's you speak what you hear God says. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's just so much. Uh, you can bless in the mornings and in the afternoon. You can bless your neighbor. Uh, but it, it's, it's so powerful for if you're in marriage or in a, to look each other in the eye in the mornings and to, to speak a blessing into a spirit. 
You just say, um, I bless your... Uh, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay. No, I just command your, um, your, your, your spirit and your... your to take control of your, to, to take control of your body. And then I speak a blessing over. I said, God's going to honor you today. He's going to uh, just cherish you the whole day. You're going to feel so loved. And, uh, yeah, you're just going to have such a blessed day. Whatever the Holy Spirit brings up in your mind. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's like, um, yeah, you know, you're commanding a spirit to take, to take control. control of what... God is saying through you to her, mm. and that is such a powerful tool in 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 in, in the relationship. Uh, you can even uh, you had that story about uh, mm. uh, a guy that kid that didn't change in a. It's a, a young guy in a, a juvenile prison, and he the um, the pe- people that worked to him that wanted to do some um, like what is maatschappelijke work. Social work, yeah, but was also a Christian, so she wanted to, to bless his spirit as well. But he didn't want to speak to her, and she couldn't force him. So she said, okay, if you only allow me to look in your eyes for half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever the appointment was. And he said, yeah, he's okay with that because you think she can't do anything to me by that. But what she was doing, she was quietly blessing his spirit. Just praying for him, but into into his eyes. And a couple of months later, his parents came to visit him in the prison, and they couldn't believe it's the same. I'm just getting goosebumps all over. They can't believe it's the same person because he changed. So we've got God's resurrection power living inside of us, in our spirit, and we don't use it. So we don't just use it on our own. We use it in Jesus' name. Um, and it's not a manipulation. If you want your wife to cook more food, you don't say, I bless you. Uh, with, no, unfortunately, um, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> we have better skills but in she, the kitchen. <laughs> it becomes a blessing. <laughs> okay. So that's very important for relationships. Even if you, um, there's lovely um, testimonies of people that, couldn't be with other people, uh, or even in your relationship, if you have a difficult relationship, say, with your uh, family or your neighbor, by praying, you can say, Lord, I want you to bless their spirit with peace, because maybe they are quarrelsome. Lord, can you bless their spirit with um, the spirit of reconciliation, because that's who you are. So then you're really taking authority that God gives you, and you're stepping into that. My neighbor, I don't think he's here today, bless his heart, but we had some, <laughs> some uh, difficult things with our neighbor. They're much better now. We first prayed, and then we threw our toys out, but his name is built into that. Um, we could put names into that um, before we built the, the, that baptism thing. Yeah. So it's not in an ugly way, but, but God deals with, with people that want to come at you. So just give them to God. And then your most important relationship ever, like we said this morning, is your relationship with your bridegroom, your first love. So we are in a time, people always say it's the last times, but I really believe there is a lot of signs that we're in the end times. So the bride must get ready, and it must be without, she must be without spot or wrinkle. And that's the guys as well. You're also a she, a bride. So we must um, get God's love 
through to the world so that the bride can be ready. That's, we are his representatives on earth. And if the world is not going to see, maybe not come to church, but we are in the, wor the uh, workplace. We have uh, uh, influence here. So we're just going to finish off. Um, so the summary is just be open and transparent um, in your relationships. Um, nothing hidden. Listen well with good discernment and trust the Holy Spirit to lead. And then you can grow in blessing your spirit, your spouse's spirit, and other people's spirit in Jesus' name. And his agape love is enough for all of us. Um, yeah. So. I just want to add, your growth is going to uh, be determined by your obedience to the Holy Spirit of getting rid of, of, of the baggage that we, you could sit with. So if, if you're willing and obedient to the call of God, to let it go because it's not part of you. God didn't design you like that. Uh, you'll, uh, he will change your destiny. So it's important to discern and to just let go and nothing hidden between even your, your, your relationship and uh, whatever is holding you back because what God is waiting for an uh, obedient spirit. Thank you. And then we saw a clean canvas with uh, words on, and I believe it's for specific people in the, in the, in the crowd, in the audience. Um, we um, just want to release hope, because I feel there's a lot of people with different, not just in relationships, but you're feeling hopeless. Um, and so we would like to pray um, afterwards for people that are really feeling um, they need hope, they need God's hope in their uh, situation, a breakthrough in maybe relationships or breakthrough in, um, in your workplace, breakthrough with finances, and then also restoration. You're really trusting God for restoration maybe in, in your marriage or in family relationships. Because um, in um, Maliachi it says there's a spirit of Elijah that brings restoration. He's going to restore the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the father. So it's time that we really bring our relationships to him and allow him to restore it. We've tried maybe everything. Maybe our parents are not even alive anymore. But God wants to restore.